Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I am your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Kristen Carver-Smith of The New Fashion Co. And let me tell you something. I am so excited to have her because, first of all, she is one not to be messed with, okay? When it comes to PR, this is a person that you need to reach out to. Let mm. me give you a little bit of her street cred, okay? Her clients have appeared on ABC's Good Morning America, The Tamara Hall Show, The View, NBC's Today, CNN, CBS News, Fox News, Univision, Entrepreneur, Essence, Good Housekeeping, Latino Leaders. I mean, I can keep going, okay? <laughs> so we're really super excited to have her because I know that one of the critical pieces that we all need to encounter as speakers is getting visible and mm -hmm. making sure that people are aware of our thought leadership, getting on the right stages so that we can continue to make an impact in the lives of the people that we serve. So I extend a warm welcome to Kristen. Hey, hey, Jasmine, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. And uh, I got some I got some pretty great receipts, don't I? Yes. <laughs> yes I'm do. like, yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Yes. And that wasn't even the full list, y'all. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even done yet. <laughs> so I know that this is going to be a very value-driven episode, but I really want to tap into why you do the work that you do. I think that when we learn people's stories, it really helps us to connect on a human level and on a deeper level. So what brings you to do the work that you do, Kristen? I've never heard this story, so I'm going to sit back and oh my gosh. <laughs> take it all in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there's there's a, there are a lot of reasons why I do the work that I do, but I think that, you know, in working as a publicist over the past 10 years, what I've really found and, and come to see is that there are so many incredible, bold ideas and brave voices who have incredible newsworthy stories and are second guessing themselves. And, um, you know, and they're not stepping out and stepping up and speaking up and speaking out and sharing those stories. And so um, I really wanted to create this space at the New Fashion Co where we could amplify those voices and we could ensure that they were seen and heard in the media. And so um, I, it's just, it's turned into this incredible dream um, and this dream space of, um, I just can't believe some of the people that we get to work with, but um, that's why I wake up and do the work that I do every single day is that I just, I know, I, I sort of feel this deep responsibility that if not me, then who? And who will ensure that um, that these bold ideas and brave voices are heard, and particularly um, individuals from marginalized communities. And that's something that gets me up every single day is that I've always felt othered, right? Like I don't fit into some specific box. And so um, I kind of feel like we have this space at the New Fashion Co where it's like, this is for the othered, like this is for the people who don't feel like they've ever fit in or um, and need that sort of uh, jolt of confidence of, my story does matter and it is in fact newsworthy. And so it's just, it's so fun when I get to actually see those things happen and that blow up is so real for the people that we're working with. And it's like, they have these moments where they, they go, oh wow, like I think I've got something here. Yeah. And I think what really draws me into the work that you do is I really resonate with that. When I first started speaking, I wasn't used to seeing people that came from the same background as yeah. me, as far as my socioeconomic, 
experience, uh, my ethnic experience. And what I have seen you do through the work that you that you do is phenomenal. You've taken really incredible women that Mm -hmm. are have amazing stories and you have highlighted them in such a beautiful way. And I think Mm -hmm. when we see more of that, I fully believe that when we share our story, we set others free. And you are doing that Mm -hmm. in a massive international, national way that could help the young girl or the young boy or whoever it is that's watching to say, you know what, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. Yes, I could. And I may not be interested in being on on the news channel, but I know that what it is that they do makes my heart sing. So I'm going to go out there and do photography or I'm going to go out there and do whatever it is that I desire. So I feel like that's so commendable to... Mm -hmm really stand out in my opinion, my humble opinion in the PR world with, with the work that you're doing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And I think it also comes from, I didn't always see myself reflected in whether it was the magazines, it was television, it was radio role models. Like I didn't always see someone who looked like me. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I get to play a part in ensuring that other people see individuals who look like them, see individuals and hear from individuals who have, who come from similar backgrounds, who have, you know, shared experiences and stories. And I think it goes back to, you know, what you said at at the top of this is that we are all connected through our stories and some of those shared experiences. And so, you know, what happens when we, when we hold back, what happens when we don't share? And so, you know, I tell everyone that we work with of like, in the way that I feel like I have a deep responsibility to share and amplify those stories, you have a responsibility to share your own story. And whether it's one to one, or it's one to many on stages, right, or in media, um, you know, our, our sort of liberation can set other individuals free as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I want to, I want to kind of tap into a myth that I feel like exists a little mm-hmm. bit with PR. And I think that for most speakers, including myself, I felt like this, you had to be at a certain place to even consider what PR is, right? Well, I feel like we're doing it all day, every day. (laughs) May not be at the scale that the work that you're doing, but I kind of want to, what are some of like myths that you feel that may be preventing people like speakers from Mm -hmm. actually really taking the horns of PR and moving forward and making the impact in a bigger, more amplified way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I love a good myth busting. So um, <laughs> I think, I think, as you said, there is this, there is first, there's a myth that if you, if you aren't a publicist, if you aren't already in the media industry, that it's really hard to break in or that you have to have someone to actually get you in there. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I also think that another myth is that, um, you know, I I think people look at journalists and kind of feel like journalists and reporters and producers have sort of all the power there. And they forget that their job is to is to disseminate information and to share, share information and incredible stories just like yours with the media masses. So they can't do their work without your story. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are sort of waking up each day and, and giving there's sort of this, that like power dynamic, right. Of like surrendering all of your, your power to the media, so to speak. So, 
you know, I, I think that's a huge misconception. I think both of those things are myths. And so I always ask individuals to remember that um, media relations, publicity, public relations, it is in fact relations, right? Relationships. And so a lot of speakers, you are building a relationship with your audience, right? And so I think it's it's remembering to come back to that perspective of the same way that I'm building a relationship with my audience out here, I need to build a relationship with the journalist. And that doesn't have to be something scary. Not every journalist is out here for gotcha journalism, right? And they're trying to get you, you know, I think of like, I think of like Joan from Parks and Rec of like, gotcha, you know, all this like gotcha Joan moments. And it's like, there are so many journalists that are not in the business of doing that. And so, you know, I, I want individuals to remember that it's the same exact thing. You're building a relationship with them. And what journalists don't love is when you're selling yourself all day, every day in the same way that we don't like to be sold to constantly, especially when we didn't ask for it. So mm-hmm. you're trying to show a journalist that you have expertise, you have value, you have resources that you can offer them and, and that you know their audience needs in the same way that you're doing the same thing on stages. And so I think when you kind of shift to that perspective, it becomes less scary too, where you can look at the person on the other side of the computer and say, oh, this is just like any other relationship. And so if I'm going to pitch a journalist, if I'm going to reach out and build a media relationship, how would I want that to go if I was talking to anyone else? Like, forget the fact that they're media, that they're journalists, they're human. Let's treat them like a human being. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Because it just really boils down to just the common skills that hopefully we've been inquiring. <laughs> right? I'd like to think, like, if you are being invited to speak on stages, it's because that, you know, it's because people see the the effect and the impact of your relationship building skills and your incredible and inspiring story as well. So it's just taking that and shifting it over to another type of relationship in your life. So this is why I often recommend for people who are looking to be a professional speaker and really Mm. try to curate the foundation to build something that's reoccurring income. You have to section out time of your schedule every single week for those connections, for those relationships, whether it's relationships that get you on the stage of an actual in-person event, whether it's relationships that's going to get you on podcast episodes, mm-hmm. whatever it is that's going to increase your visibility requires a relationship. And yeah. I think that's that's what I'm hearing from you. And what I've learned also from inquiring of, of your services and having a strategy yeah. call with you is just that that work never truly ends. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. And I think, you know, that's what sets sets great publicists and and good publicists apart from one another is that at the end of the day, a great publicist is focused on building a great relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a one-time transaction Mm -hmm. and it should be the same thing for speakers, right? With the, the events that you're speaking at too, is that you want to be a repeat speaker. You want to be the first person that they think of when they're, you know, um, maybe they have a friend that's gotten in an engagement um, and they're asking them, Hey, do you know anybody, you know, anybody that would be good to come do a keynote for us? You want to be that go-to top of mind for them. And it's the same way with a great publicist is that my media contacts have come to know that I'm only going to reach out for, you know, to them with something that makes uh, perfect sense for their audience. 
It's gotta, um, it's gotta be touching on the topics that they're covering. I've got to have everything together for them. So I make sure, you know, we've got their press kit, we've got headshots, we've got talking points. I'm serving everything up on a silver platter and my media contacts know that about me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's similar for speakers, right? Of like, get prepared, have everything that you need, whether that's your, your headshot, your bios, your topics, what are the takeaways going to be for the audience and, and really become known is that go-to I can count on you all of the time in the same way that, you know, we think about the great relationships in our life. And I think a characteristic of all of them is we can count on them. We can trust them. We know that if we, if we call, they're going to answer. And it's the same thing for publicists. It's it's the same thing for speakers as well as you want to be the person they can call on and they can count on to deliver. Yes. Oh, you're making my heart sing. (laughs) Cause one of the reasons why I created my program, the group program and the retreat program is really getting people to, to go from just doing one and done speaking and really become professional. And one of the ways that you become professional is you've got to get really clear on what your thought leadership is on your signature talk. You have to create the foundation, right. For what a professional speaker has, which is all of the assets that you, that you named it's beyond just, I've got an expertise. You've got to do some planning and you have to get it constructed in a way that when you go to the next person, whether it's a stage for mm-hmm. an outlet or if it's the actual, you know, in-person stage that you've got your stuff together because they're already inundated with so much work or inquiries from people. <laughs> I know some people get stacks like this big. Yeah. Um, potential speakers. I was on a committee for a national event. And one of the things that we were tasked with was going through the speaker proposals. And Mm. I knew, right. But the submission was so far from what they represented. It was like, Mm. with the scoring criteria that they, that you give, that they give you, you can't choose them because it's not together properly. And as much as you want to give that person the next opportunity to be able to go out there and speak, it's not, you have to come packaged correctly. You have to package correctly. Yes. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you said, said that because the same thing happens in publicity and with media, right? Is that media inundated with requests in the same way that conference organizers and bookers are inundated with requests too. And so you know, all of us want our lives to be made easier, right? Like, I, th- that's why, you know, that's why sometimes I'll, I'll run to Fresh Market and get something already prepared. I don't feel like cooking tonight. I want convenience. And so it's, a, it's the same yes. thing for press. It's the same thing for speaking is, you know, they want you to be prepared. And sometimes great stories will be passed over incredible submissions. Great speakers will be passed over simply because the packaging isn't right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's such an important point that that foundational piece has to be in place. And it, it, it plays a significant role on both the speaking and the media front. Yes. So if someone is ready, like they know that they got their signature talk, they've got their Mm -hmm. message, they've got some speaking gigs under their belt. They want to go out there and get even more visible. What should they do to prepare themselves for a PR agency? Like what, how should they present themselves to make it easier for someone like you to be able to support them in reaching their goals? Yeah, 
I do love, so one of the things that I love to see is, you know, I, I like for the clients that we work with to come with a little bit of speaking experience. So whether that is they've done, you know, virtual keynotes, they've done in person, um, they've even done some podcast interviews. I want them to know their message inside and out before they come to us because I have, I have seen individuals with incredible stories, but it still feels like that diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. And there's still so much foundational work that has to be done before that translates to a mass media audience, right? Because when you think about media, um, you are not always going to have 40 minutes to be able to tell your story and hammer home your point. You get four if it's a broadcast interview. And right, right. It's like, you have to figure out how do I take the the power that I'm packing into a 40 minute keynote and pack that into four minutes and leave people wanting more. And, and so I need you to know your message inside and out. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you figure out how to whittle that down. But I want you to feel very, very confident that you know exactly what your message is and who it's for. Also, who it's not for. Because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on the phone with clients and or potential clients and I've asked them, what do you not want to be on? Right. What's your audience not paying attention to? And they're like, hmm, hmm, I never. Oh, boy, I've never thought about that. And so what can happen is if you have a, a publicity strategy that is aimed at those outlets that your audience is not consuming, we're not going to be able to move the needle at all, right? So I want you to know very clearly who you're for and who you're not for. Um, ideally, I'd love to have seen you built some media relationships. And I'm not saying that you have to be best friends with the person at Good Morning America, right? Like that is the work that I do in trying to get you into and on those places. But I'd like to see you have taken a little initiative to maybe it's reaching out to your local news Um, Maybe it's your local television station. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's your local paper. You've got just a couple of media relationships and that could be with a podcast host too. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some of the things that I like to see. I'm also looking for what are you saying that no one else is saying? And it can be, maybe it's, it's something in a sort of in a saturated environment, but what's your take on it that you feel like nobody else is talking about? Because at the end of the day, media is looking for that same thing. They're coming at it from the same lens that I am, which is, what are you saying that's new? What are you saying that's different? And that's where I think individuals can have an existential crisis. <laughs> of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like there's so many people out here doing what I'm doing. What, you know, what is different about me? And so if they've done work with someone like you mm-hmm. to, to hone those stories and figure out what are the pieces of gold in their story, then it, that makes my job a thousand times easier. Yes. Yes. And one of, one of the things that I've done with my clients and just even for me, my personal journey as a speaker, I had to get deeply rooted in who I was. Mm, Yes. I had to have to fully understand what made me tick. why I made certain type of decisions. What were my values? What was my mission? Because Mm. there's so many tests that come just with entrepreneurship. But when you stand on stage or when you're speaking on a media outlet or anything of that nature, you will be tested. It's going to happen. I've had hecklers Mm. through the wazoo, okay? (laughs) Acting all types of foolery, (laughs) all types of foolery, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> with me speaking, right? But yeah, those moments could have been earth shattering for me mm. if I could not, if I did not take the time of having clarity about who I was and why I was doing the work that I was doing. Yeah. And that's a fundamental piece that's missing. And I love the fact that you bring that up because mm. many people get so excited about, oh, I can get $15,000 for this one speaking gig. And all of that is possible. You can close five, yeah. six figure contracts and be right. with your intellectual property and the work that you're doing. Yeah. But really, that work doesn't truly happen until you know who you are, why you do the work that you do, and mm -hmm. who is it that you're specifically serving with your, your message. Yeah. And I mean, it's the, it's the same exact thing for media. So I, I always say that media will flow to you when you know who you are and you're showing up all the way you, mm. and it will not happen. Ooh. It will not happen if you are not doing those things. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen for clients where I know they're holding back. And, and again, that, you know, that's so much of the work that we're doing is saying like, we, we are a firm who's never going to tell you, you can't go there. Don't go there. Mm -hmm. Don't say that thing. Don't wear that top. Don't fix your hair like that. Mm -hmm. you, you need more makeup on, lose 10 pounds. We're never going to be that. And I, I've, there's, there's so much harm and damage that's, that's come from that. But I think that there is, you know, when you do decide to level up your media exposure, naturally you are going to experience some self-doubt just as you said with, with speaking, right? It's like, you're going to experience those times where you're like, do I even know what I'm doing? <laughs> like, who, or you're like, who do I think I am right now? Um, and you know, and you're going to have, you're going to have a bad media interview, mm -hmm. just like you're going to have a keynote that did, that wasn't delivered perfectly. You're yeah. going to be on a panel and you didn't say the thing that you wanted to say, or Maybe you said something and you were like, that did not come out how I thought it was going to. I did not like that I just said that right now. What was I thinking? And the same thing is going to happen in media interviews. But going back to your message, which is those things are not, they are not career ending mm -hmm. or, or, you know, speaking ending or media ending. If you know who you are deep down and you're deeply rooted in that. Yes. And this is why I speak about so often about being legacy driven. You mm. have to have a legacy driven mindset. You have yep. to get to a place where you don't base your current circumstances on what your future can hold for you. And yes, I think that's one of the, that's what I'm hearing as you're speaking. And I think that's what we're driving home in our conversation today. But most importantly, the level up is going to happen. Yep. We got to make sure that we do the foundational work in order to, to reach that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say too, in the same way that you're asking individuals to set aside that time to connect with folks mm -hmm. that, you know, set that time aside and challenge yourself to reach out to one or two different media outlets or contacts. And I mean, again, you don't have to I might be talking to a hundred different people, you know, each week, you don't, you don't have to talk to a hundred people, but I'd like for you to, you know, maybe it's you're following someone on social media that writes a lot of articles for a particular outlet that you love. And it's pretty easy to find their email addresses. A lot of time they're actually in their Twitter handle. And so I would just encourage, I would, you know, encourage individuals when you're taking that time and setting, you know, setting it aside to connect, 
reach out to that journalist, just simply introduce yourself. You don't even have to offer up in the first email. Will you interview me? This is, these are all the things that I can talk about. Just introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and let them know that you really appreciate their work. You really appreciate the, the content that they create. And if they're ever looking for a particular expert who can speak about X, Y, Z, you're here if, you, if, if they need you. And isn't that the, the way that all relationships should work, right? Of not reaching out and immediately saying, do something for me. Yes. All right, y'all. Y'all got some homework. One to two people a week. I'm one of them because I'm as I'm listening, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's this is <laughs> but <laughs> y'all, I will be I'm gonna message Jasmine now on Fridays and be like, Did you do your homework? Did you do it? I'll report back. I will report back. <laughs> the introvert in me is going, danger, danger. But yeah, all right, that sounds good. <laughs> No, and I'm so, I'm so excited to I'm so excited to work with you soon. I don't know if everybody knows, but I have hired Jasmine to help me with my own speaking because here's another lesson for everyone. Even the experts need experts. Yeah. And so even though I might spend all day talking and communicating, but I cannot do for myself what I do for other people. And so I'm so, so excited, Jasmine, to work with you. Yes, me too. We're going to pull out that story. We're going to make a bomb keynote and other courses to be able to support the work that you're doing. I absolutely love everything that you represent. So please let others know where they can find you. Yes. So you can find us at the newfashion.co. And um, I'm super excited to connect with everybody there. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show, Kristen. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all, that is the end of our show. Thank you for joining the Legacy Speaker Show. That was such a phenomenal conversation. Already, I can feel the heat rising off of me for the homework that I have to do. But if I've got to do it, I know that each of you have to do the same. We'll keep each ourselves accountable. All right, until then, we will see you at our next episode. And of course, if you're ready to take the horns, right? Or the wheels or the driving steering wheel of your speaking career and get to the next level with your professional speaking, please reach out. We'll love to help you exceed all of the goals that you set forth for yourself. All right. Take care.